Who can remember the the scripture we ended on last week for for like three shrewd bucks you get from me? If you can tell me. I said two words. Actually, four words. <coughs> What's up, guys? Four words. Anybody remember? Five shrewd bucks equals a, a shrewd dollar. Mm -hmm. I know. <laughs> Anybody know? It's Ephesians 5. It's actually just two words. Imitate God, right? We talked about that. We closed on that. And so I thought about that for a minute. And I wanted to show you a video from my childhood, right? Get ready. If, it, if this works. Uh-oh. Come on, people. Swipe down to the top. Yeah, there you go. Right here. Oh, come on. I had this all set up so that it'd be fluid and funny, and then I messed up. All right, here we go. I do. I want to do this. Daryl knows this. Just soak it in, y'all. Alright, so if you're my age, when you watch that, that commercial, Daryl, and, and you guys are a little older than me, and that's okay, what do you feel? Like, you remember that? Y'all, I wanted to be like Mike. I did. Like, unfortunately, I have no basketball abilities. Like, I'm terrible. But everything else, I wanted to be like Mike as I was growing up. Like, I, I watched those commercials, and, and he was like this... This guy, this dude that was larger than life and we put on a pedestal. And I tried to, to emulate him. You know, I had the shoes. I had the Nike shorts. I wore the tank tops. And I wanted to be like Mike. And, and I did a lot to be like Mike. I watched that commercial and we used to play that and me and my friends would try to like do his dunks on six foot goals, right? Where you could lower them and maybe seven foot. But I tried to be like him. I tried to emulate him. And I put a lot of hard work into it. And here's what I'll say. I did get better at basketball because we played all the time. I did have some good style, right? Like I had the cool Jordans. I had the original Jordans, the ones y'all try to buy now. I own the first. <laughs> Boom. No. But I really did try to be like Mike, but I, was a, I did start to kind of be like him a little bit, like a fraction. I almost shaved my head as a kid because I wanted to look like Mike. Don't laugh at me. I think I look good with a shaved head. But I did, with all my hard work, start to kind of take on some attributes of Mike, Michael Jordan, right? Um, is there anybody that y'all see as a role model in your age that you kind of want to be like? Is there anybody that I'm that maybe like, huh, who's y'all's generation I want to be like? Is there somebody out there? Paige? I like to make Paige talk, but I won't make her. Anybody? Positive role model? Or role Any role model, dude. Who do you want to be like? Uh, Jamie Heineman is pretty cool. Who is that? I don't know who that is. <laughs> who is that? Do y'all know who that is? The better Mythbuster. Oh, okay. I like that. That was random. With the walrus. Uh-huh. No, it's not random. Hello. Did he pass away? No, he's... Okay. I, I think Maybe I don't. I'm probably off. So you want to be kind of like him, right? Yeah. That's all right. Anybody else got somebody you try to emulate? 
somebody famous or non-famous. Well, well, here's the idea. Is imitation, I was going to also, I love The Office. I was going to show a scene from The Office with Dwight and Jim where Jim dresses like Dwight, but I thought that was just for my own personal enjoyment, so I didn't do it. But uh, imitation is like the ultimate form of flattery. Like when you want to imitate people, that means you look up to them and you want to be like them. Um, and when we imitate others, we do kind of be like them. And so we finished last week with the words imitate God. When you hear the words imitate God, what comes to mind? We talked last week about like, that's a, that's a high threshold. Is that the right word? It's a high like bar to be like. Imitating God scares me, right? Because I can't imitate God. But as I reflected on it, it doesn't say you have to be just like God. That's impossible. It says imitate God, right? And so when I tried to imitate Jordan, I got better. I got cooler. Maybe not, but... Um, so imitate God is, is, I think, do your best to be like God, right? So don't let it overwhelm you. Do everything you can to be like God, right? And then you're going to be better. You're going to be closer. Any thoughts on that? By the way, let me introduce, y'all introduce yourselves real quick so people know who you are. <coughs> they moved here from Utah. Do y'all remember like months ago, years ago, about a year ago this time, David introduced some family from Utah that was going to move here. Y'all remember that? That's them. They're awesome. They're in our small group. Hey, I want to say something about that commercial. They did. Hey, and I can even go this far. I only drank citrus Gatorade. Why? That was Mike's flavor. Google it. It's the truth. Okay. <laughs> See, we, I moved way too fast to that. Mm-hmm. It's true. And he may have funded people and things, but it never made it public. He tried to keep himself as squeaky clean. Well, and it's such a different I'm, I feel bad for famous people these days. Like this is so total uh uh going down a rabbit hole, but holy cow. If I lived in if I was y'all's age at this time, I would probably have not survived because Social media is everywhere, and, and it's like anything you do is out there, and, and you almost have to give your opinion, and if people don't like your opinion, then you're kind of lambasted. So it's hard. Like, I can't imagine. Th I, I honestly am thankful that Michael Jordan didn't live during a time where everything had to be posted. Like, sometimes it's okay just to let people live their lives and enjoy what they're good at, right? I wish we could be like that. Okay, so I wanted to bring that up because we finished last week with just the words, imitate God. And we talked briefly about it. But, guys, imitation is huge. Um, my son sometimes wants to imitate me. I'm not worthy of being imitated, but y'all may not notice, but I don't like to dress up. If you go back and watch the videos, I'm probably wearing this same shirt in every class I've taught this, this year. I, I thought about that as I was driving. Like, that's going to look really weird if I, people are watching. Like, he wears the same shirt every week. It's because I like to be comfortable. So I wear this shirt. This is my in-between dress-up and in-between comfortable shirt. And every Sunday, you find my son. He's going to wear a shirt just like this. He wants to imitate his dad. And I look at it as like, man, that, that's flattery right there. Like, he wants to be like me. And, and that's what we're being called to do is, like, to try to be as close to God as we can, to try to, to emulate what God would do in situations. And so we don't have to be perfect because Ben's not going to be like me. He's six, right, my son. 
But man, I sure do appreciate the fact that he tries to do the good things that I try to do, right? And so I think it's a way of honoring God when we imitate God. All right, let's jump in to, we're gonna, if you guys have your Bibles, that's great. I'm not going to make anybody read. And, and really, Carol, I'm going to have you read the first part, Ephesians 5.3. Just read to 5.3 through uh, 5. And then Turners, I'm going to have something in the end for you guys to read, if that's okay. Uh, give me one second. Let me pull this up so I'm following along. Dang it, I should have had this ready. Go ahead. But among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be any obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person such a man is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Thank you. All right, so remember, we've, we've been studying Ephesians. For If you're new, we have a few people who are on spring break. This is their first class. Ephesians 1 through 3 is kind of um, different than 4 through 6. 4 through 6, Paul is trying to give them advice to be more like Christ, to be a stronger church. And so now he's jumping into behaviors. And he, and he's, he gives a list of things that, that kind of stand out. And, and so um, my question is this, is these are problems that were hit in the church of, Ephesians, of, of Ephesus, the, the church in Ephesians. And we hear them back then. Do you feel like these are things that the church still struggles with today as a, as a whole? Like... Things like sexual immorality, impurity, greed, obscene stories, foolish talk, coarse jokes, impure, greedy. Are these things you all feel like the church is still struggling through and why? Right? Yeah. I mean, we're still seeing a lot of these same things. And I think about, I don't really know anything about this, but I, I get sad every time. We talked about this like, in this day and age, church splitting is not healthy, right? Because it makes, it's just not good. And, and I'm reading about like, and I don't know anything about it, so if you're watching or if you guys have strong opinions, I've studied this at all. I just know I read a YouTube or I saw a thing on Yahoo that like this important Christian person, a lady named Beth Moore and some, some strong churches are like splitting from the, the Southern Baptist Church. I don't know what it means, but I read that and I think, Man, that's just one more thing for a non-believer to be like, yeah, see, they can't even get along amongst themselves. And it just makes me worry. And we still have these same things. Any other thoughts on that? We do have the same <coughs> problems, and I know slightly more than, slightly more than you do about the Beth Moore stuff. And, and the thing that these big, like, there are a lot of big Christian names Right, that are turning away from stuff. And if you go back and you look at, or if you read what they're actually saying, it's that they're a lot of times turning away from the Bible teachings toward things that they feel like are are stuff that the church has wrong. Mm -hmm. It's just their personal feelings about stuff, but they make it out to be 
I'm doing this because the church has the wrong stance on it when that's mm-hmm. not true at all. And, and I look at it and I think it just hurts it all. Like it just hurts mm-hmm. it all. It hurts the world because our world needs to have Christ. And when we see all this, man, it breaks my heart. And it is a lot of that. One of my famous, favorite preachers I don't listen to anymore because of that same reason. And I used to listen to him all the time. Here's what got my attention. Did anything get your attention from that section of all those things don't do? Because there's something specifically that got my attention. And that's such a healthy way to be, right? Because I think Satan is one where anytime he gets a little foothold, man, he's going to grab and just lock in. And, and this is what I always look at is I think I'm guilty of this. I'm not going to say the church, like, I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty of thinking some sins are worse than others, right? I'm guilty of thinking, holy cow, did you hear, well, I wouldn't say this, but like if we had somebody that's having an affair, like what a big deal that is and, and how huge that is. But then we hear things like obscene stories, foolish talk, coarse jokes in that same sentence, right? What does that tell y'all? Does that maybe get your attention at all? I'll never forget. Um, um, Mr. Lamb likes it when I tell a story, so I'm going to tell a story. This is short. <laughs> I'll never forget, but this was as a young Christian. This is not a good story. Sorry, Mr. Lamb. Um, I was 24 going to church. I'd been baptized about six months in, and these guys were embracing me, and it was great. Embracing me like trying to build me up and teach me how to study the Bible. And, and the church started a men's group, a men's class that would meet. It was the first men's group I'd been in that was like Christ-based. And there was a church leader that would get up there and to try to break the ice. He would tell a highly inappropriate joke. I'll just say that, like a sexual joke, a guy's joke, a guy's being guy's joke. And that rocked my world as a new Christian. As a young Christian, I kept thinking, this makes me so uncomfortable. This is so not cool. And the thing that made me even more uncomfortable was everybody was just laughing right and just kind of seeing it as like that was funny like that joke you said about those two guys it wasn't okay but I think we lose sight sometimes that of what we're called to do like guys even foolish talk obscene talk is is put in the same words as like sexual immorality so I just think that is very much like one of those things of we always got to keep our eyes open. I think sometimes we forget that, that um, it's hard, right? But, but we're called to live our lives in a certain way. And one of those big ways is the way what comes out of our mouths. And we just can't lose sight of that. Again, any thoughts before we move on? It's like, you know, in Deuteronomy, we're, we're learning about being set apart. Mm-hmm. And it almost took me being a young Christian to see it. You know, and that was the scary thing is like that men's group was some of the most solid guys you'll ever meet. 
guys that I'm still friends with, guys that are out changing the world. But they couldn't see it. Or maybe they did and they were just uncomfortable as me. I don't know. But, but you're right. I mean, <coughs> we are called to be different. And we're going to get into that because the section that I hope we get to today is very much like that. Of like, okay, this is how we're called to be. This is what culture says. So, all right, any thoughts before we move on? Dara, or uh, somebody got, anybody want to, you want to read for me? Do you got your Bible in front of you? Or Carol, you want, Carol, just keep going. Read to 14, if you would, from 6 to 14. Man, I love this, this section right here. Like, being the light is so important. And, and I think we all realize that, like, right now we live in a pretty dark world, right? And it's even more important to be the light so that we can shine bright. Um, but I think it goes even further than just exposing the works of the darkness. I think we got to illuminate everything. I don't know. I, I listen to this, and it's kind of a little overwhelming. And I think back to a, a, a dear friend of mine. I had a friend my first year teaching named Norma. I'm not going to say her last name just because I don't, I don't know, interweb and all that fun stuff. But Norma was an amazing lady, y'all. She became my best friend. She was a 60-year-old black lady, and we were best friends as a 23-year-old first teacher. Until this day, we still talk regularly. And, and she impacted me a lot. And I remember we used to come together and meet all the time and just talk during our planning. We got an hour planning every day, so we'd talk. And at the time, her, her kid was struggling with some things. He was about my age. <clears throat> and one of our coworkers was struggling with some things. And I wrote down what I said. Hold on. Um, I remembered it. I do. It was like yesterday. I asked. It was this simple. I asked one of the girls. We were sitting at a table. I said, can I just pray for you? Can I pray over you? And they both just kind of like shut down. And I, I remember asking, I can't remember if I ever prayed because it was just very awkward. We went our separate ways. About a day later, this lady came in and she was like, Adam, I love you. You're a great guy. I want to help you. She said, Adam, religion is a lot like politics. No one needs to know where you stand. And that was her view. And I kind of was like, okay, now I know where she stands. So is she right? I mean, obviously no, right? But, but how do you combat that, that view that people have of like, there's a lot of believers that, that are good, strong, in the word, but they believe that. Like, sorry, dude, you don't need to know where I stand. It's not up to you. It doesn't matter. Y'all, what do we do about those situations? Can we combat that? Because I think one of the problems we have in today's society 
is we got a lot of followers of Christ. We got very few that are willing to admit it or to show up or to shine like a light. What's that song? Be the light, be my foundation. Like, we need more of that. So how do we combat that? What advice would you give to me? All right, let's do that. As a 23-year-old guy, go ahead. I'm going to stop talking. So there's, there's two parts to my response. Okay. Hide it, under, uh, hide it under a bushel. No. And then the second part. You got to finish it. Uh, I'm going to. No, I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead. I've tried to do some research on this quote. It, it, it comes from a weird source. Regardless of the source, I feel like it is, uh, I feel like it is very applicable. Okay. Differences. Differences or disagreements on particulars here and there. That it ought not be advertised. It ought be talked about civilly, not not in the public eye. Mm, true. But I believe everyone should be the light of the fundamentals and the the irrefutable truths and commands of Christ. I like it. So you're saying in our church. Me and this guy, we get, we're in a small group together. He never comes because he doesn't like me. But um, let's say in our small group, we sing, and, and I'm a clapper. And he's not a clapper. And he doesn't feel like I should be clapping. I know that's such a dumb thing to talk about, but it's just the first thing that came to mind. It's all right for us to have a disagreement about it and to figure it out and to have a, a, a small one. That's not a fundamental issue. Me clapping, him not clapping is not, I'm sorry, and I believe this, is not sending either one of us to or from hell, Right? It's just a difference. But if, if, if he's saying, Adam, yeah, you know, I don't really feel like baptism is essential. Like, I feel like that's just a cool little thing. That's a whole different thing. That's a fundamental, that's keeping him out of hell, and that's not all right to, be, to, to not be good at it. Is that kind of what you're saying, maybe? I don't mean, let me take you and go somewhere you're no, not going. No, that's 100%. But think about it like a married couple. Would you have a dispute out in public? Would you have uh, some of them. Go to Disneyland, man. Shoot, I saw like five of those. Would you have um, a dispute even? You're only in high school, right? Yes. This dude's smart. Because I, what you said makes a lot of sense. But what you said makes a lot of sense because I think about this. Should a married couple fight in front of their couple or in front of their children? No. You should not fight in front of your children. Do married couples sometimes fight in front of their children? I'm going to say yes. I, we don't, like, Sarah and I don't fight, fight, but we, you know, we're a couple. We have disagreements. We should not do it in front of our kids. Do we sometimes? Yes. And what happens from that? Our kids start to take that and, and will come. And if I like last Saturday and we got into an argument, then, then, then this Saturday, hey, Dad, um, are you guys going to be mad at each other today? I'm like, no, what are you talking about? Well, y'all, you know, they take it and it changes them. So we got to protect them. And that's kind of like what we should be doing as believers is protecting those who don't know Christ. And not having those in front of them. You're, you're 100% right. I like that. I think that makes a lot of sense. Thoughts before we move on, y'all? I think it makes children stronger if you fight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so when you guys become parents, fight in front of no. them.
Go ahead. I just had a thought on the, you know, the craziness and all the stuff going on right now, you know, specific topics of gender and different things like that. I believe, you know, because we talk about it all the time. We hear people like Christians saying, like, how did this get so bad just all of a sudden, you know? And it seems like it's gotten worse, like, quicker. But I feel like it's because we don't speak up, but we're not more vocal about stuff. And, you know, you feel like the, there's a minority that bring these topics out and get things out in the public, you know, but the majority of people, it seems, are silent on it. Sure. And that's it's a hard thing to be like, how do, how do you approach? It's super scary right now, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it is. I, I think about it as, as my, like, I'm not a... Uh, uh, you know, if I was in politics, it'd even be even scarier. But I think I would consider myself like a public servant in some ways, just the job title. I'm scared at times that I'm going to say something that's going to get me fired. Things that I believe, and I'm not an extremist. I mean, I believe in the Bible and what the Bible says. And I truly do worry. Not that much, because if it happens, I feel like I'll probably be taken care of. But I love my job, so I don't want to lose it. I do worry at times that just saying the wrong thing, I'm going to be in trouble, right? Like things that I believe morally are right. And that is a scary thing. And I don't know how it got there. But you're right. And I think, I think what it needs is, is we just got to come together as the church. I mean, that's what if this book is. We've talked about Ephesians. And I found a really cool video I almost showed today, but it's kind of a little hindsight is 2020. But it just is a, one of those where they draw things and they talk. You know, you've seen those on YouTube. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I love those kind of videos where it's like telling the story through drawings. Um, but it tells the story of, of, of Ephesians and, and Ephesus. And it's just really neat to see how non-Christian that place was. Like, it was just not a, a, a nice place. And this church survived and thrived and is still being read about. And that always gives me confidence in, in just us and what we're doing and, and, and the church in general. All right, we're going to move on here in a second. <clears throat> Any other thoughts? Go ahead, I'm waiting. Well, I'm, I hate to talk so much. I love it because I don't want to talk a lot. Well, and I'm not going to go political with it, but um, being conservative in values, especially Christian values, for the longest time in America has been about retreat. Say you don't like public school curriculum, well, go yeah, to a Christian class. That's true. You don't like the policies, uh, you don't like the leaders of your town, and voting doesn't seem to be fixing anything, well, then move to a different city. It's been less about action and more about running away from the problems and hoping that you can at least hold on to your own things while you let people go mm -hmm. So what do we do? Is that is that the right way to be? Absolutely. So what do you? I mean, what what do we do? Because there's some elements of like, I like the peacefulness of like, okay, hey, I'm not a fan of what public schools are saying, so we're going to send our kids to to let's say MTCS or Providence. Like that doesn't rub me the wrong way. That's a choice. But what you're saying is 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 you're right. We've done it to the to the extent of. Everything like okay, that's fine. You can have that. We'll, we'll take this and eventually when you do that you have nothing left, right? The boat's gone. You're, you've given it all away um, Great point man Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Now, this might be controversial even to say it, but Westboro Baptist Church taking some really... Sure. Yeah. Really, yeah. And, and people like them are the only people who are standing up and trying to put up a fight. Well, and so, all right, so I'm, a, I'm just going to freestyle now because my next section, we, don't, we can't rush through. I hope y'all come back next week because I want you to read one section and her to read the other section. But here's what I always, trying to find the balance. I remember when I was 21 years old, no, 20 years old, I went to school at Southern Oregon University. You want to talk about as far from Christ follower, I was as far from a Christ follower as you could possibly be. I was living my life. I was doing what I wanted, how I wanted, when I wanted. And I was fine with it, to be honest. I didn't know Christ. I didn't have people trying to bring me to Christ. Um, that's why I'm thankful for people like Jonathan, right? And, and I can't think of his wife right now, but um, Kim McKenzie. Because I didn't have one person try to bring me Christ when I was in high school or college in the West Coast. But I do remember one person. See, we used to go to, uh, I used to, Southern Oregon University, Ashland, Oregon. You ever heard of it? It's like hippie land. Um, it's the hippiest part of Oregon, if that tells you anything. And so it was very just different, right? But we used to eat at lunch outside of this one lunch guy, place. And, and I'll never forget, there was a, a, a minister that would come to this lunch place that we would eat. Just like this, except outside, we'd have our tables. And, and he would stand on the table. And this was his scene. He'd be like, you guys are all going to hell. And he had this loud voice. And literally the whole lunchtime, he was just, you know, one of those guys that was just, you're going, you're, yes, you're, you're, I can't even remember what he said because it was a long time ago, but it was really ugly. And it was really ugly. And I'll be honest, I did throw French fries at him sometimes. <laughs> but that was my experience with somebody bringing the light. And that was not the light. Because all I can remember is thinking, I want to be as different from that dude as I can possibly be. But I never had somebody bring me the light the way that Christ tells us to do it, to be the light. See, there's a difference between throwing stuff at people and being like, you're going to hell because of this and that and that. Nobody wants to, nobody's going to listen to that. But when you be the light, you be like Jesus. And that shows people how to walk. And that's the way to do it. So, um, yeah, guys, y'all have a good one. Thanks, gentlemen. Um, guys, there, there's a big difference between the right way and the wrong way. But what I will say is at least that guy was saying something, right? Because so many of us are sitting back and just being like, eh, hey, let other people do it. Well, guess what? There's a bunch of nutballs that can do it the wrong way. But there's also a bunch of followers of Christ that love people and love Christ. And, and, and that's how we win it, man. Like, love wins. And I don't know the way to, to win, but, but, it, but as crazy as this world is, and it is, guess what? It's going to get crazier. And, and guess what? In 10 years, you're going to be looking, saying, man, it's so much worse than it's ever been. Like, that's just kind of how life happens. I'll say this, if we as followers love each other and love others like we're supposed to and do that and show it and talk about it, we're going to win, right? And it's hard and yeah, 
You know, the 2% of loud people are what it feels like everybody thinks. I read that. Like, how, what do y'all use to get your news? What do you use to get news? Uh, you don't read the news. Your That's how I do mine. And then I deleted it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so now you don't read the news. No, <laughs> what about you? How do you get your news? Twitter? What about you, Paige? Twitter? Y'all, I'm like y'all. I'm young and hip again. That's how I do my. How about you? See? What about you? You got some. Someone, someone did some analysis and they found that an extreme minority of Twitter yep. users determined the trending, and most of those Twitter users are women. So it's just a small group of women. It's like as small as two percent. Do ninety? Per, that's what I was going to share because I found it. I, I, am I right? Y'all, have y'all heard that? I think that's what it is. It's either two or four percent are about worth 80 to 90% of what we're reading on Twitter, those things. Guys, that makes us feel like the whole world thinks this one thing, when really it's just 3% of crazies, y'all. So, so be careful with that, okay? Because that's how I get my news is from Twitter, which I feel so hip now. Y'all don't do that because you're older, right? Oh, oh well, sure. Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Well, and and but I do think to an ex, to an extent, I feel like that's kind of how media is in general, y'all. Like we're just hearing such a small portion. So don't let yourself get so overwhelmed by what you hear of negatives and going against you. Just think back what he said. He said it, not me. He said it's like three percent of just crazy women. I didn't. I never said that. No, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, it's not. But it is. It's a small portion telling us how to believe. Is the 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 non-joking part of it. So don't let yourself believe like, gosh, this is what I need to think because everybody thinks that. Now that that's not really true. It's not everybody. So so be careful with that. So, anyways, I know the end. I went off course, but that's because man, next week's gonna be really fun. I wish you two were. Are you gonna be in town or you go to Harding too? Well, come on, man. Come on next week because it's going to be fun. Um, so let's go ahead and close out in prayer. I appreciate you guys. I think it's about time. Yeah, it's a good time to end. So um, thank you all for coming. And you guys made it even in spite of losing an hour of sleep last night. I'm super proud of you. No. All right, let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for today. I just thank you for um, just, just this group, God. I thank you for a group of young people that are not just letting people tell them what to think, but they're, they're exploring, they're reading, they're studying the Bible, and, and they're trying to live their life as imitators of you. I pray that when they go to college or high school or work, um, that, that they can just bring others to you because of how they live their lives, because of how they love each other, because of the words that come out of their mouth, God. I pray that you be with um, Paige and, and anybody else that might be traveling to Arkansas or, or back to Nashville or, or heading back to college, God, I just pray you get them there safely. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Y'all have a great week, okay?